Hey, what is going on everyone? It's me, Mr. Mario. Welcome back to another episode of Mod Chat. In case you do not know, this is a podcast I try and do at least monthly in two different forms. First of all, I do a video form here on the Mr. Mario 2011 YouTube channel where there is, of course, a more visual video component that you can check out alongside all this. Or if you want it like an actual podcast where it is audio only, thankfully you can find Mod Chat on most major podcasting platforms. Simply look up Mod Chat, all one word, and you should hopefully be able to find it on your platform of choice. We're not on everything, but we're on most things. So let's get a couple of things out of the way. First of all, got to shake the rust off a little bit here because it feels like it's been a real hot minute since I've appeared on camera, but I decided to bust the camera out and we would do this. Secondly, if you were missing Mod Chat last month, that'd be August 2021. First of all, I thank you so much for missing the show, but secondly, yeah, that was also my bad, so I'm going to apologize. I did not have an episode out last month. Uh, just life things got in the way. I think we're all good. However, at the same time, it was a really, really light month last month to the point where I was kind of like, if we miss an episode this month, I think it's going to be okay. But don't worry, we're here in September 2021. Hopefully you are safe and sound, and you can enjoy this episode here. We have a wealth of things to talk about, but first of all, let's knock out some things back to back to back to back, which is going to be four game ports that we're going to be talking about. So first of all, the PlayStation Vita has gotten, oh my goodness, so much love. Uh, first of all, it does have a Battlefield Bad Company 2 port by the flow, and this is the Wololo article we are looking at here, but just like several other games that have come out, this is a port of the Android version using the .so wrapper that the flow used here, uh, and it explains everything really on the GitHub page itself, uh, and of course needing the official Battlefield Bad Company 2 files for the mobile version, which you'll have to get yourself, of course, when you purchase it. Install looks pretty easy where you're going to have to get the VPK of it, you're going to have to get the files, and then there's a couple of plugins that you'll have to install, Kubridge and FDFix, which if you have installed any of the really awesome other ports such as Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, San Andreas, Bully, any of those games, you probably already have these two right here. Of course, you can overclock your device to 500 megahertz if you wish to, and you're also going to ha have to extract this file yourself, which is a libshackg.suprx, uh, officially by following a guide, and it's one of those things as well too, once you get a hold of that, uh, you can use it, you don't have to use it every time, you don't have to extract this every time is what I mean, uh, but the instructions are there, and if you you've messed with any of these other ports, you're probably more than familiar with getting this set up here. But thank you to the flow, this is another awesome release. Yet another awesome release we're seeing here is Final Fantasy 3. Yes, I said 3 on the PlayStation Vita. Now this is from developers Frangar and Renegatamante, and they have released, as it states here, their promised Final Fantasy 3 port for the PlayStation Vita, aptly named FF3 underscore Vita. Now, they also gave credit to The Flow and Darth Bellic for the original Arm Elf Loader, providing a live asset areas respectively right there. So, just like this, this is another wrapper port of Final Fantasy III Android for the PlayStation Vita. And you see, this is the, I'm not sure what to call it here, but this is the more like 3D remake of it. So I guess that's what you can call it. This is a 3D remake of Final Fantasy III 
that was on Android that's now been ported over to the PlayStation Vita. And again, the instructions here, I mean, you can see are nearly identical to what we just looked at before. If that wasn't enough, we also got Final Fantasy IV on the PlayStation Vita. Exact same thing from Frangar and Rene Gattamante. It is another port, like wrapper port, using the same style of everything on here. And the setup instructions are going to be the exact same. And just like Final Fantasy III, this is the Final Fantasy IV Android version that has been ported over to Vita, and it is the 3D type remake version of Final Fantasy IV. So if you're liking some of those older Final Fantasy games, this is fantastic. And finally, another game here, which I have done a homebrew review episode of this game, but not this exact build here, or even this, you know, variant, I guess you can say, or fork, dare I say it, version, let's just say this. This is from developer Sonic Master, and this is Doki Doki Literature Club Vita. And it states right here, Vita-specific patches and application for Doki Doki Literature Club Steam version using RenPy PlayStation Vita. Now, it does seem to require Repatch Reloaded or FD Fix, and it states here that you can download and install the VPK. You're going to have to build it kind of yourself, like bring in the required Doki Doki Literature Club files from the Steam version of the game, which you can download, and it's completely free. And even if I go to releases here, it looks like, yeah, this is just a simple VPK, so it's not the entire game here. You have to bring the game files yourself. Now, it does have some extra instructions, and if you played the game, you're going to understand it, like how to delete characters, how to reset after completion, as well as mods as well, too. So this is pretty cool, and I bring this up because this is going to be the preferred build to play on the PlayStation Vita as opposed to DDLC Love, you're probably going to want to play Doki Doki Literature Club Vita from Sonic Master. So yet again, another awesome port. Now, unfortunately, I do have some bad news in regards to the modding scene here, and this is specifically with RE3. Uh, in case you do not know, this is the Grand Theft Auto Reverse Engineering Open Source Project, as stated here on the Wololo.net article. And I've actually covered this in several different episodes of Mod Chat, and this has brought some really cool stuff just to kind of TLDR and bring people up to speed. Uh, this includes, it was mainly for Grand Theft Auto 3, it was a giant reverse engineering effort and decompilation and really just kind of getting a open source executable built and working for Grand Theft Auto 3 as long as you bring in all the assets. This also extended out to San, not San Andreas, but Vice City and I believe they started work on Liberty City Stories as well, too. So 3 and Vice City were actually completed for the most part. I mean, they had little fixes here and there, but they were really done. And it resulted in some really awesome stuff. Like, we got the, uh, I want to say, uh, the Wii U port of Grand Theft Auto 3. We got the Vita port, of course. We ended up getting the Switch port. And this here... I've covered it before because I believe at one point this project was taken down with a DMCA takedown notice, so a copyright notice, copyright infringement notice from Take-Two. It was down for a while, and then what the creators did is they ended up filing a counter notification, similar like what you would do on YouTube here if your video is taken down like that, and Take-Two has a few weeks to respond to that. And if they don't respond and they don't provide any evidence they're going to take the creators to court, then all the code goes back up. And it went up. So now, months later, they ended up, Take-Two, they ended up going after the individual developers and they are suing them here. Even though, I'll get into it later, but even though the in the time of anything, I'm a little bit annoyed with it, as you can hear. But the time of anything would have been when this was filed, when that counterclaim was filed. 
So just going in right here, it's stating that GTA fans are reporting that Take-Two, the company that owns Rockstar and the GTA franchise, have just filed a lawsuit against developers behind RE3. RE3 and VC is the Grand Theft Auto reverse engineering project that, among many things, recently made it possible to play Grand Theft Auto 3 on the PlayStation Vita and Switch, of course. Now, it's alleging here that the people behind the Grand Theft Auto 3 reverse engineering project, RE3 and some of its forks, have caused and continues to cause irreparable harm to Take-Two. And the people that are included in this lawsuit are AAP, Theo Mora, who seems to be one of the fork creators there, um, E-Ray, I'm not going to try and pronounce that last name, but a lead dev on this, Adrian Grabber, who worked on the Switch port, Ash735, Sergianor, I believe that's how we say it, Nick007J, and Firehead. Now, here it's been stating, and you can find the documentation such, that this is stating that this could be copyright infringement, and I believe one of the other counts is also filing a uh, fraudulent counter-notification in regards to this as well, too. And I'm kind of just touching up on this here because there's been a lot that's been covered in regards to all this. But a lot of people, most people, have been completely against this. And I can understand this as well, too. Um, it just, it seems like this has been around for quite a bit. And as I said, even the, the order in which this was all done here was really strange, where RE3 was actually up and running, like it was on GitHub for quite a while, and it still is, it's just in read-only mode, that's it. So RE3 was up there for quite a while, and then once it was done, we can say like once that news was circulated, then Take-Two decided to file that DMCA takedown, and they took the project down, and after several months, then a counter-notification was made here. So... The counter-notification, if Take-Two wanted to file a lawsuit and keep the code down, that would have been the time to go through with everything, but because they didn't respond, then this all happened here, and it's... I, I have a theory on this. See, what's been going on as well, too, and I really haven't covered this, but what's been going on is that Take-Two suddenly seems to be going after older Grand Theft Auto-type mods, where, for the most part, they really haven't touched Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, San Andreas, and I'm talking PC, but Take-Two has been sending DMCA takedowns on these, and it seems like they've also changed the wording and verbiage on their website, and EULA's stating that they're really not okay with mods, and they can take down most mods that are going to be out there. On top of this, if you look through the lawsuit, there's really only two builds that are specifically called out. It's going to be all the work done on PC, and it's also the Switch port as well, too, that was done by a grabber. So, if people have followed RE3, you would know that it's been ported to other platforms, not just Nintendo Switch. It's been ported, for example, to the Vita. It's been ported to the Wii U. I want to say, was there a 3DS port? There might have been a 3DS port as well, too, but those ones weren't mentioned. So, with all this happening here, and a lot of rumors that we've also seen with a Grand Theft Auto 3 Vice City San Andreas Remastered Trilogy, maybe even getting Liberty City and Vice City stories in there as well, too, I feel like a lot of the rumors that we're seeing for these remasters are... are this is unfortunately kind of a confirmation that it's going to happen, especially because, again, the remasters will definitely be on PC, and rumors that's going to be on, you know, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, and they're going to be on Switch as well, too. And which builds were called out? The PC builds and the Switch builds. That was it. 
Vita and Wii U, and I don't remember if 3DS was happening, but 3DS, if that exists, those ones are not called out in the lawsuit. I'm also going to cite this video from Modern Vintage Gamer, in which he covered this here, in which he states, Take-Two suing GTA 3 reverse engineering devs, and it doesn't look good. And he does a fantastic job going through this here, and definitely looks at it from a developer style right here. And unfortunately, let me even find it at one point. Here, he actually ends up going through a small demonstration of how, you know, reverse engineering can work on here, and clean room reverse engineering versus something such as running an executable through uh, a tool such as IDA Pro or IDA Pro or Ghidra, and then getting the code from there and really just explaining the differences between what would constitute as clean room and what would not constitute as this. And he says here, based on what he's seeing and based on what has been stated, the project might not be as clean as people were hoping for, and if it's not a clean room reverse engineering effort and re-implementation, then this might not be looking very good, unfortunately, and this would definitely be a case to follow through on and well not follow through but at least you know follow the case itself now what do i think is going to happen this is my personal opinion on here but i don't think this is going to go to a court i think what will probably happen is there's probably going to be some talking between the devs and lawyers and of course you know take two and their lawyers as well too and if anything, there's probably going to be some kind of settlement. I'm not sure if there's going to be money exchange, but I'm sure if we see all this stuff disappear, so if RE3 gets taken down, if all the tweets from these developers related to RE3, related to this project, get removed, if pretty much they have to go in and remove traces of their work from the internet, and I'm sure they're also going to pass that on to Take-Two as well too. That would mean that they probably came to some agreement, you know, with Take-Two directly, and that's what was going through there, as opposed to taking it to court. I've seen some other projects like this. I know there was, which was it, uh, Red Dead Redemption, I want to say Damned Edition, something like that, where there was a YouTuber and, I guess, developer who was working on kind of a remaster of Red Dead Redemption that you could play through Xenia on the PC. Uh, I know that he had gotten sued by Take-Two, and there hasn't been much that has been said on there, but you really can't find many traces or references that he's made to it at this point. So even with that, I can only assume there's probably kind of been a thing of you have to hand all your work over, you have to cease development on this, you have to delete any traces of you talking about it, of any code that you've put out, what have you, and you cannot talk about this after this date. So... I have a feeling something like that would probably happen in regards to this. Now let's get to some more positivity here. We have some pretty cool emulator news, not just one, but actually two pieces of information here. First of all, there is a Spine PS4 emulator, uh, which is released and is exclusive on Linux. Now, unfortunately, it is only on Linux, so it's not going to be on Windows, and it does seem to be closed source, unfortunately. However, this has been shared by Zekoshow, and he was not the developer, but it looks like the developer of Spine is simply called SpineDev, and they have been able to work on this for a few years here, and not just the September 1st, 2021 build, there was also another build that recently came out, and this is an actual workable emulator for Linux for PlayStation 4 games, which is pretty cool. Now, it mostly does 2D stuff, and I know several people have covered videos, MVG also covered a video that, on this as well, uh, in which that, yeah, this is actually working to a point, 
and there are games that are able to play like not like perfectly mind you but you can look and stuff like this like let's say for example seven days to die it can get to the intro uh, a king's tale final fantasy 15 it can get in game ace combat 7 it can't do anything uh, how about agony it can get to the intro so there's different types of luck that you're going to get with this emulator here and it's really cool to see. Now, from what I've seen so far in regards to Spine, it's not going to be for everyone. First of all, it is going to be Linux only. So if you're not wanting to run Linux or you just can't run Linux for whatever reason, I'm not sure why you couldn't, uh, then you're not going to be able to use this. Secondly, it's not going to be as nice as something such as RPCS3, where you download it from a nice looking site and everything is all set up properly and it has a nice UI, and then you download the PS3 firmware and you apply it and you do all that stuff. You're not able to do that on this, unfortunately. You need the you need Linux, of course. You're going to need the Spine emulator. Then you're going to need a jailbroken PlayStation 4, and you'll have to run an FTP payload on there, an FTP to the console to pull the firmware files from the console itself. The reason why you need to do that is because you need the raw decrypted firmware files to feed into Spine. After that, you also need to produce your game dumps. So when it comes to that, you also have to take a disc. I don't have a disc on hand. Wow, this is the one time I need it. Point is, you're going to need to take a disc. You can pop it into your jailbroken PS4. You'll then need a USB drive, run the dumper payload, which will take all the files on the disc and dump and decrypt them all at once, onto your USB drive. And then you can take that decrypted raw file dump of your game and load it up using Spine and hope that you can get some progress on there. So it's not going to be nearly as seamless as, you know, PCSX2 or EPSXE or RPCS3. Uh, this is definitely going to require some more technical know-how and detail and everything when it comes down to it. And of course, a jailbroken PS4 if you're going to be legally obtaining and dumping the files yourself. And this just in as well too. So this is from the official RPCS3 Twitter account, and they even state here, DH, RPCS3's founder, has given permission to share this quick progress update of his PlayStation 4 emulator. The RPCS4 emulator is being worked on by DH, who worked on RPCS3 from 2011 to 2016. There is no overlap from the RPCS3 team, which will continue to work on RPCS3. And there's a simple 13 second video right here, which let's go ahead and just watch this. So it looks like, oh god, that looks awful. Not the emulator, it's just the quality on here, right? Okay, let me, can this like increase? In, point is, okay, it looks like this is running in Visual Studio here, and they have a very basic UI where it's RPCS4 start settings quit. They hit start, they're loading up a demo right here, and there we go, that is some PlayStation 4 code running on RPCS4. Which is cool. So this is the like first public showing of RPCS4, which is very cool to see. Oh, and for what it's worth as well, too, if you just look up RPCS4 on Google here, RPCS4 seems to have some official notes and such on this. However, there's another emulator here, which this one is very, very fake, PCSX4. Do not fall for this one. Do not download it. Do not try it out. This is an incredibly fake emulator. I know some people are going to try and point that out or even get it confused because I'm sure it's easy to confuse RPCS4 with PCSX4, but... PCSX4 is fake. This is a fake emulator. Do not believe this. Now for our last piece of news here. Typically, I try and do something, find something like 
cool or funny or even just random and kind of somewhat loosely tied into the modding community here and just you know of interest to modders and such and i've covered of course some cool things i've covered some really funny things this one's going to be a little more disappointing though and i did kind of want to throw this in because even though it's not directly related to modding i'm sure a lot of people will kind of look into modding in regards to this and relate it to that just for you know preservation's sake and trying to get things rebooted and all that here in a way and this really just comes from a tweet here from Little Big Planet, which let's take a look at it. This states here, and this was announced on September 13th, 2021, an update on the Little Big Planet server and online services. Hello. Firstly, we would like to apologize for the extended downtime of the Little Big Planet server and want to thank you all for your patience whilst we work on this issue. The good news is that we just launched game update 1.27 and brought the Little Big Planet server and all 10 million plus community levels back online for PlayStation 4 users. Unfortunately, we need to permanently shut down our online services for Little Big Planet, Little Big Planet 2, Little Big Planet 3 PS3, and Little Big Planet PS Vita. We have no doubt that this news will come as a big disappointment to a lot of you. Ultimately, this is the best way to protect the Little Big Planet community and to ensure that our online environment remains safe. Thank you for being a wonderful community and for your continued love and support of all things Sackboy. So this was incredibly disappointing because this just came out of nowhere. And a lot of people, I'm sure, just looked at this and just like, wait, 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 wait. All that user-generated content is just gone? That's it? That's it. Because now you have three, well, four Little Big Planet games that you cannot get online for anymore. This is super disappointing to see. And I hope there's some kind of efforts or some good efforts that are made to see if there's any way that these games can get back online in an unofficial capacity or even if any of these, you know, custom made community content can be saved and such. But one thing that sticks out to me is the line where they were saying this is the best way to protect the Little Big Planet community and to help ensure that our online environment remains safe. And if you notice, this is only for the PlayStation 3 and PlayStation Vita builds of the game. So I'm thinking this is probably a way that they were just kind of kicking those games offline that are on heavily modded systems. Because the PlayStation 3, easy to mod. The PlayStation Vita, easy to mod. Easy to take those systems modded online as well too. And from what I see, pretty easy to bypass bans and keep yourself relatively safe on there on all that front. So I'm even thinking there, maybe there was just a lot of nefarious modded content and really just even modded content in general that they didn't like. And as opposed to policing it, reporting it, taking stuff down, they just said, nope, we're just going to take it all away, which I don't think is a good approach on there. Um, just to, The reason why I said it is because I can understand why they would want to take these services down, but there should have really been some some kind of advanced notification on here like hey in three months or six months we're going to be taking these down but no when this went live at 9 a.m september 13th 2021 according to this here that's it all that all the ps3 stuff and the vita stuff gone just like that super disappointing so that's why i'm thinking especially with those last one or two lines probably has to do a little bit with modding but anyways, that is about it for this episode of Matcha. I hope you all enjoyed it. And if you made it to the end here, usually I like to pick a keyword or key phrase of some kind. And if you use this keyword or key phrase, I'll know that you made it to the very end of this episode. And for this, you know, since we were talking about this here, let's go with little. Just the word little. Do you think, I don't know, Little Big Planet is a good game? Have you ever played Little Big Planet? What is 
going on with Stuart Little? I don't know. I, I'm, <laughs> I didn't know what word I was going to pick for this, so I'm kind of just like scrambling for things right now. But if you use the word little in your sentence or comment on the YouTube upload, I will know that you've made it to the end of this episode. Anyways, thank you all very much for watching and listening to this episode of Mod Chat, everyone. Until next month.